the weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year because these are high quality pieces they're staying in my wardrobe the best part is that all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they even show you on the website how much you're saving which is awesome quince partners directly with top factories cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us i recently got a really really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button up all, both in white linen which is awesome and i know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer so get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns q u i n c e dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash goals i know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios i used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted salted wonderful pistachios in the cart when i was grocery shopping growing up and I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors and I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. All right, we are here with Callie Jardine. Callie is a Pilates instructor living in New York City, newly. I just learned that she just moved there. I thought you had been there for a while. Um, she owns the online Pilates studio, Sweaty Studio, and hosts her own podcast, Healthy But Human. So Callie, introduce yourself. Hi guys. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I just moved to New York City from Miami. So I was in Miami for five years. I went to college at University of Miami, and that's where I became a First, a bar instructor when I was a sophomore in college, and then I got certified as a Pilates instructor. And then during 2020 summer, I officially started my YouTube channel and my TikTok for I'm Sweaty and I Know It. And then I opened my online Pilates studio and app, Sweaty Studio, last or this past January. And that's been like my full time thing ever since. And I also have my podcast, which I rebranded i took a big pause from it for like half a year and then rebranded it to healthy be human in i think it was like december i relaunched it so that's been pretty fresh but that's a little bit about me 
That's exciting. Yeah. In terms of your podcast, just because obviously we're talking on a podcast now. So I feel like podcast listeners are going to go to a podcast. What kind of things do you talk about? What's your, what's the vibe of your show? <laughs> okay. So basically it's called healthy be human for a very reason, very mm-hmm. specific reason. And I, around like December ish time, I was really struggling with, I just got out of a very long relationship in like October. So I was going through like single girl, single girl era. And I was like going out all the time. I was staying up super late, getting like no sleep and doing all these things that I had previously never really shared or had thought was like healthy. And then I felt like a bit of an imposter on my social medias. And so I kind of had like an identity crisis and then realized like, why am I trying to kind of hide like who I am right now and like what my life like what I'm doing in my life like I'm literally 22 years old like I'm in my early 20s I live in Miami like why am I hiding this so I started like opening up and sharing more about just like how you don't have to have like a picture perfect Pinterest aesthetic lifestyle to still be healthy and like healthy can literally be defined in so many different ways like whatever makes you feel healthy mentally and physically so during December phase or like October through March was honestly like one of the worst moments of my entire life and I was really going through it like mentally and physically but through it all like I was like sharing and opening up like look guys like I'm struggling with not sleeping enough I'm struggling with having healthy eating habits and not working too much but like I am still being like healthy in other parts of my life too and just showing that you don't always have to be perfect and you can still be going through your fitness journey without giving up even when you're not always doing things that are quote-unquote healthy for yourself so that's kind of been just keeping it real I wanted to make social media really real and approachable especially in the health and wellness world so yeah yeah I mean you guys listening know how and Catherine and I feel kind of about health and wellness how we have such similar views to that we just recorded for Callie's podcast so after you guys listen to this episode you can go over to her show and listen to the interview that she did with us but it was like so crazy. We were like taking words out of each other's mouths. Like, I think that we are so aligned on the way that we view health and fitness. So if you guys like the kind of things that we talk about here, I'm sure that you'll resonate so much with her as well. I'm curious, you said that that chunk of time was one of the most difficult in your life. Was it like kind of a downfall from had you felt like you kind of had been like at a peak of health and fitness before that, or it was that kind of the start of your journey altogether? So, okay, so like a little bit of a backtrack. Yeah, let's take it back. I've kind of been in like the health and wellness world since I was eight years old, strangely enough, because I was a competitive figure skater for my entire life. So I was always very, very into taking care of my fitness and my nutrition so I could perform at my best. And throughout all of that, I struggled a lot with lot of just disordered eating mm-hmm. like some stuff struggles with body image mm-hmm. a lot of that comes with kind of just a lot of like the individual sort sport pressures especially like in dance gymnastics figure skating it's pretty common to struggle mm-hmm. with that yeah and I had some coaches who would like make comments about my weight and things like that so I kind of had a weird relationship with myself so yeah. basically I kind of went through a lot of waves with it and a lot of healing journeys and like I really got into like holistic health and wellness when I was in college around like my junior year I became a certified holistic health coach um and that's what really really like got me into seeing health in less of a I'm going to count calories and I'm going to change how my body looks 
and more of I want to do this to feel really well, feel really good and feel empowered and confident and heal my relationship with myself. So I was doing a lot of like just like mental health, um, like healing work. I was doing like meditation, stuff like that. So kind of my health and wellness journey changed a lot. And basically like the reason that I had one of the darkest moments of my life this past year was just because I had graduated college um, in 2021 and I had like an amazing summer that summer. I went to Hawaii. I had like a life-changing just self journey, whatever. I felt so in touch with myself. I was like thriving. And then I get back to Miami and immediately start my full-time consumer public relations job. And I was simultaneously trying to build my business on the side. And I ended up working like 12 hour days and I was just like working constantly. And then I had a breakup with someone I'd been dating for like four years, all of college. Mm -hmm. And that was like, a huge life shift for me like everything happening with the job working a ton having like a ton of emotional just stress on me and I like fell apart and hit just entire rock bottom and it was like it was kind of bad and I obviously like I don't want to like trigger anybody so if anyone's like struggling with um, like eating disorders or anything obviously like feel free to skip this part but like I developed an eating disorder and I all of a sudden like wasn't like my eating habits were like just like not good like I wasn't eating enough food I wasn't sleeping enough I was going out like every single night and I was super out of touch with myself and Mm -hmm. it was like that was like rock bottom and I was like struggling with depression anxiety like it was a yeah so through all of that somehow I launched an online Pilates studio (laughs) (laughs) and I kept like doing my social media and I was super open about it all I was like I'm a mess (laughs) like I'm going through it but um I think that's the beautiful thing is I was really embarrassed to share all of my struggles but I realized like I'm going through all this stuff for such a reason and because I was able to share online what was happening I was able to connect with other women who were going through similar things and we were able to support each other through it so it was like a really, really cool moment of my life. And then I obviously like made like a lot of changes in my life and I started going to therapy. Um, I started going to church. I started to just journal a lot and figure out like, okay, why am I not taking care of myself and why am I sabotaging my health and well-being for work? And I had like the past few months have just been I think I mentioned this on my podcast when I was interviewing you guys, but I was in like a, like a period of self-healing and kind of just like inward work and I'm finally coming out of it. And it's so empowering. Cause I like look back and I'm like, Whoa, this time last year, like I started going down to rock bottom and now we're here. So yeah. 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 Something that we talk about and that, and Catherine, I think touches on a lot is like when you go through those times of self-growth and stuff, it's like, at what point do you then kind of, not necessarily stop that, but stop chasing the next thing and just get to Mm -hmm. live as that new person that you've built. So it kind of sounds like that is the phase that you're entering now where like not only have you gone through that inward phase of self-growth, of healing from all those things that happened to you, but like you've also built this business that like now is thriving and you're working for yourself. So it's almost like you've, you've put in so much work on yourself, on your business that now you're kind of like stepping into that life that Mm -hmm. has been growing for you yeah and actually living it and like being in it yeah it's definitely 
I, I honestly didn't even think about that, but you're so <laughs> right. Like, I think it's finally like that season of, I can actually, like, I feel like refreshed again. And I feel like, obviously I'm a human being. Like, I'm not always going to be, I'm not like perfect. I'm still <laughs> working through things, but yeah, it's like pretty cool to see how far I've grown. And I think like something I wanted to like really fast share is, I think I felt so weird launching an online Pilates studio when I was at such a low because obviously you think of like the fitness world as an instructor of you want to be a good example for other people and I had like a weird imposter syndrome with that but I think what I've learned through all that is like there's never a perfect time to launch or build a business or like for anyone who's a content creator and feels like an imposter, I think it's just like really cool to mm-hmm. like open up and share like yeah. what you're going through. Cause it just makes people feel like they can relate to you. And I think it makes people like want to be part of the community you're building. Cause you're not like this unapproachable thing online. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's interesting. And I was going to ask what that imposter syndrome was like that, you know, you had gotten certified as a holistic health coach. You were a fitness (laughs) professional and then you still went through this dark time where you had a hard time taking control of your own health and fitness and so it's it's almost like admirable and motivational for anyone who watches you and sees that to say like this is somebody who like literally is educated on this stuff who has a business surrounding this and like she still struggled when things in life like were thrown at her to stay consistent with that so it's like anybody who feels that same way like you have you go through a breakup or you go through a job change or a move and you're struggling with those healthy habits and you're like, why can I not get it together? It's like even people who are literally professionals go through times like that as well. Yeah. And I think that was what was so tough was because I was so hard on myself and I was like, I literally am aware of what's happening within Mm -hmm. me right now. And yet I can't make it stop. And I think that was what was so challenging is like, I literally am certified in this. I can't I like I'm yeah. still going through it so I love that That's so I think good. the the awareness like whenever you're in like a low or a difficult or dark period or phase and you become aware of it and you start to realize number one that's like the first step in getting out of it but number two is I think understanding that you don't have to get out of it right then and there because maybe you're not ready I think awareness and like being ready to move past it are two different things. And that's like so painful to be aware of where you are and know that like you're more than capable and more than obviously qualified to, you know, be in a better place with yourself and with your life, but not being able to get there right then, like that is so difficult. But I think a huge part of it for anyone who has or is going through a phase like that is like, you have to go through the phase, like you have to complete it and let it run its course and it will if you just let it yeah we had an episode recently called like so we heard you're in a slump because I had a period this summer where I was like so unmotivated and so like felt like I was in a slump like couldn't really get myself to do much and similarly to kind of how you were feeling where I was like I knew it was going on but I couldn't bring myself into the awareness of like how do I get this back on track and I know personally like I had been just overworking myself so much for so long of a time and like overbooking my life that then kind of when I hit summer and I I just kind of like fell backwards when I had like no like schedule or routine or anything to do then I just like couldn't get myself to do anything anymore and for so long I was like so avoidant 
to it. Like I just started really avoiding all those responsibilities and stuff until finally I was like, I'm wasting my time trying to force this right now when really like maybe I just need this step back and I can tell myself that I can take back control of my life when I'm ready to, but I don't have to force that right now. So what was that like for you? Like when you talk about your, this inward phase that you had and the self-growth, at what point were you able to actually step into that and start taking that control back of your life? So I think it was New Year, New Year's, actually. <laughs> Guys, New Year's. We love a New Year's resolution. I mean, it's there for a reason. Oh, no. It was not a resolution. <laughs> no, it was, like a, moment. Yeah, it was like a New Year's low. <laughs> okay. okay. I, wait, I'm like excited about this. Like yeah, a New Year's party story. story. Okay. Oh, oh, this is a story. <laughs> this is a story for everyone listening. I don't even know if people like, I don't think I've ever like shared this. It's so funny, but okay. basically it's easier to share it on like, not your own platform almost like it's just, like talk, talk, say what you want to say. So- Back to school, new season, new city, new phase of life. Same obsession with beam supplements. For me, it's a protein powder obsession. There's literally nothing that I crave more. It's kind of embarrassing than a refreshing protein smoothie or protein cereal. And I'm a stand for pre-workout drinks with like you guys know I put lemons and like I always put in a cute glass like pre-workout is the obsession there all of our supplements are from beam which stands for be amazing it's a brand whose products and values we are always so proud to support I use their vegan protein powder every single day whether it's as a shake or in a recipe and my favorite flavors right now are cinnamon cereal and peanut butter cookie and we love their greens honestly best greens I've tried I try to take them daily but i definitely take them on days where I maybe don't have as many vegetables. Um, They have a blend of all different fruits, veggies, superfoods, and micronutrients, so it fills all the gaps that I could be missing to help me feel my best. They also just launched new flavors of those super greens. I think the chocolate ones are so fun and taste really great. So listeners of the podcast can use code GOALS at checkout for 10% off any Beam products at youcanbeam.com. That's youcanbeam.com slash goals. It's also linked in the show notes below if you want to click over. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me, and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio, and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin, and let me tell you, Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly, and you can even start from scratch. Of course, they have 25 languages to learn, and it's immersive. You learn it naturally, and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. When you have big goals in a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness. Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. 
Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change. And their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products. Caroline and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Britannical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order. Funny, I like an open book, and so I'm like, I don't know if I've shared this or not, but basically I was launching, so I pre-launched my online studio. So I had like a YouTube channel with all my workouts prior to launching my online studio. So I was like super nervous about launching something that was a paid subscription. So I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, like what if no one wants to pay for this? Yeah. So I was like so nervous. So I'd spent that entire week like pre-launching, doing all these things, like really, really prepping for a launch. Yeah. I was launching at midnight on New Year's and I was like, this is like so exciting. I was giving everyone a free month. It was like a whole thing. So I'm, so I started dating this guy in New York city and I was doing long distance with him and I flew up to New York city for new year's and we had, we were going to do like a pregame for new year's and then go out to a bar. (laughs) And I ended up taking way too many peppermint schnapp shots and I ended up like spending my new year's hunched over a toilet with him holding my hair back, throwing up the entire night. And then I like, I launched my studio while I was, I think I was like <laughs> between brown and blackout. Like I was so drunk. I remember launching it. Kind <laughs> of, I kind of remember when like officially launched. I was like, oh my gosh. And I took off like a picture and I was like, no so way. Oh yeah. And then I launched it. And the rest of the night I was like actually dead. Like I, yeah. it was so bad. I wake up the next morning and I was like, it was like probably one of the worst hangovers I've ever experienced in my life. Like I was so hungover. I was throwing up all morning. Uh-oh. I was like on my phone, like scrolling through everyone signing up. I was like, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. Up at the same time. And I was like, this. Like if only they knew. <laughs> I know. I was like, this, this is horrible. And I felt so physically just disconnected from myself and uh-huh. so, so sick. I was like, I hate this. I literally hate who I am. I hate like what I've become and like what, like I hate this. And I got so just fed up with myself. And I was like, in that moment, I think is when a little flip switch. And it wasn't like my whole life changed right after that. Like all my habits, everything shifted. But I think it was like the spark of, wait a second, like my habits, how I'm treating myself is affecting like my business, like my baby. And that's when I was like, this can't be a thing. And I started going to therapy, I think like a couple months later, but it was like, that was kind of the start of like this thought process being like, wait, this is like, isn't good. And now like, I literally don't drink anymore. I like cut that out of my life. I was like, I can't. Cause like, it was just making me feel so just disconnected to myself and like, like altering my like mood so much and making me so sick like I, I think I'm allergic to alcohol it's a whole story but yeah so like that was kind of the moment where I was like I just was like 
I just like was so over it. I was like, mm-hmm. I hate this. Yeah. yeah. Over it is like the feeling that it needs to get to yeah. like, not the point of like, Oh, I want this to change, but like, I'm so yeah, you need to like actually I'm get so to a point where it. you're yeah, like, I was like, I'm done. I was like, like I, you're like sick of yourself. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm, sh- I'm a horrible role model right now. I should literally not be like, I'm launching a literal studio. I've worked so hard for months for, and I'm literally spending my morning throwing up because I drank too much alcohol the night before and it was not taking care of myself because I need enough food that day and that's why I was so sick yeah so that's like that was like the breaking point yeah but sometimes honestly I think like when you look big picture you almost need the contrast of those moments like no matter how awful they are to to set you into that next phase because I think it's hard to just keep steady and keep going like things like life threw shit your way like you didn't get to that point for no reason at all so it's like you, you almost had to have that low with the things that life yeah. threw your way like I was telling people recently a lot of the time I think we say like how can you be strong enough to like not let things affect you but I think like in reality half the time it's how can you be okay with things affecting you and like you can still move on from it later. Like you don't always have to like push through and be on top. Like sometimes things do knock you down and it's like, how can you just like move past that without the guilt of it? Yeah. And I think I kind of looking back on it and like that stuff needed to happen because Mm -hmm. it's been able to open up so many really cool conversations with other women in my community. And like my story has like helped other women going through it. And I look back at literally every other struggle I've had years prior to that in my fitness journey and my self journey. And it's like, I wouldn't change that for the world. Like, I'm so grateful I went through it because it's literally helped people. And I know it was like all happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. Going from like a point of, you know, getting certified as a holistic health coach, feeling like you really had your health together to then this low point how do you feel like that has kind of come together to create a balance now? Like, did you go right back to the way you were living before or did it kind of open your eyes to like a, a bit of a shifted balance in general? Um, it definitely opened my eyes a lot because I realized that it's kind of, in the health and wellness world, it's, it's like, okay, have you, you guys have heard of orthorexia, right? It's like a, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the health and wellness world struggle with orthorexia without yeah. even really realizing it. And I definitely did when I was in college. Mm-hmm. It's if anyone listening doesn't know what orthorexia is, it's like, it is like technically an eating disorder. It's where you're very, very hyper obsessed with eating extremely healthy and to the point where sometimes it can get like restrictive for yourself and it can be really bad yeah. for your own like personal and mental health. Um, and of course, like overworking out to balance yeah, that okay. out is like the other facet yeah. of it. But I remember, I feel like um, it's kind of a new, maybe it was like four years ago that it like became a big term in like eating disorder in the mental health space. But I think it's wildly common and of course, like not, not super well known. Um, but yeah huge huge thing and I think a lot more people struggle with orthorexia or have struggled with orthorexia than even know it yeah mm-hmm. and for me it was like I would feel insane guilt if I would eat anything that wasn't completely like un- like if I'd eat anything processed like if I wanted to have goldfish I'd feel super super guilty mm-hmm. for eating goldfish uh-huh. so I think it was like okay becoming aware that I was struggling I was struggling with like not eating a food and then also struggling with 
healing from like previous years of just a lot of bad diets, orthorexia, mm-hmm. all this stuff, like very just disordered eating tendencies yeah. is how I'd label it. So becoming aware of that, all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, I just need to get myself to eat food. I need to get myself to just fuel my body. And so I just completely scratched like any of that previous, I need to eat perfectly healthy to be healthy. And I started eating like whatever I wanted. I started eating goldfish for snacks. I love goldfish. I started eating like pizza. I started eating like cake, all this stuff. And um, it was really good for a while, but then I started to feel like my body was having repercussions of not giving myself the nutrients I needed. So I was feeding myself food, but it wasn't food that was making me feel really good. So it's kind of been like a bit of a battle and journey figuring out what's the good balance of fueling my mind, the happiness I get from eating a yummy snack that may not be as nourishing or nutrient packed as eating like a delicious grain bowl. So it's been navigating that, but I think um, what I've really come down to that's helped me a lot is truly looking at food as it's like medicine. So what is the medicine that I need in that moment? Maybe I need medicine for my serotonin happiness. Like I ate for my birthday, like a delicious chocolate cake. And I was like, yes, it's so good. I love it. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy. But then maybe in other moments, my body is like needing that super nourishing, well-rounded grain bowl because I'm low in, I don't know, protein or something that day. I really need it. So I think like for me, it's been really just becoming self-aware even with like fitness as well like what is my body really really needing and trying so hard to not compare myself to what other people are doing like that's been the biggest thing in my healing journey that's like helped me so much Mm -hmm. yeah I think that if like anytime that I talk about like my disordered eating phase and stuff I've never really put labels to it because for so long I was like I don't know what label this is, but I know it was disordered. And so I've really come to realize like, as I've learned more about orthorexia, that like, if there was to like be a label on what I went through, like it would be orthorexia as well. The same thing where it's kind of, and it's almost like a glamorized eating disorder kind of, because it's like, you're just trying to like be as healthy as possible. You know, it like, there's a fine line between when does it become, when does it go from like healthy to disordered? And I think it really is the like mindset behind it. Like, are you feeling guilty when you eat goldfish or can you eat a few goldfish and be okay? Like, you know, and it's like, you can still be healthy and it comes down to that mindset. And so I also think like when, when you said you kind of fluctuated like back and forth where like you ditched everything and you let yourself kind of, you know, do whatever you wanted. And then you realize like, or not realize, but then you started feeling like, okay, maybe now there needs to be a little bit more of a balance to it. I think that is also so normal and such a part of people's journeys. And a lot of people who ask me for advice on things like that, like get really nervous about like, am I going to gain weight? Am I going to become unhealthy? And I'm like, you're not because you're smart and your body will work it out eventually. You may for a few months or a year or something feel like you're overdoing it because your body's trying to regulate itself. But in the long run, like you listen to like what your body needs and wants and it's smart and it's going to work itself out. So Mm -hmm. now you've kind of found that like middle ground a little bit better. And I think too, like going on the weight gain stuff, I think it definitely has been challenging. Mm -hmm. No, like knowing that I have gained some weight back and looking at old pictures of myself 
and being like, oh my gosh, I look so good. But then realizing that, okay, yeah, I looked whatever good in my opinion. But like, if I really look back and think how I felt when I took that picture, like, it's just not even comparable to me in my happy weight right now. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's like if someone if someone is like going through it and is in their recovery process and they're feeling like really just having some just like a little bit of insecurity about like maybe gaining some weight back, whatever. It's like literally think about how you were feeling when you were going through it. Yeah. And I think like for me, that's been like the biggest helpful thing with yeah. weight gain. And also as a female, our bodies fluctuate so mm-hmm. much. Constantly. Right. You honestly, like, where do I even stand? Like, I don't literally. I like, <laughs> like every week, I think I look a little bit different. And, and you yeah. might have because you literally do like fluctuate so much just like throughout like a monthly cycle. Yeah. I like to say a lot, like, you're probably gaining back weight that you shouldn't have lost in the first place. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before your period where you just want to crawl out of your skin, not able to keep up a routine or maintain healthy habits. Because personally, I just lose all steam. I feel down or just super off and that's why happy mammoth has been so helpful these past few months happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women they make no compromise when it comes to quality and it truly shows. Happy Mammoth has what you need for gut health, hormone balancing, detoxification, anti-aging, beauty, mood, clarity, sleep, and even a really comprehensive quiz that will make sure you know what products are right for you. So check out what Happy Mammoth has for you and see what you might want to try. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code GOALS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code GOALS for 15% off today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So I'm like, yeah, I look at a picture from two years ago and I was like, so much skinnier and I could think like oh like I wish I like had abs like that now but I'm like one I literally didn't enjoy that moment at all like you were saying but also that was a body where I had lost weight that I shouldn't have even lost in the first place so of course I gained it back you know yeah yeah it's like when you don't fight your body Mm -hmm. you actually work with it that's that's when you get the happy weight and that's when you feel your like your best mentally and physically Uh Absolutely. So throughout that process of, you know, going to maybe either side of the extreme or kind of, you know, your growth journey in that sense with the fitness side of it, I know you said, obviously you've been fit and, you know, through figure skating and Pilates, how was that progression? Like, have you always stayed focusing on fitness or have you always stayed with Pilates or have you gone through phases of you know, different types of workouts was kind of in your journey fitness wise. 
oh my gosh, I've done everything. <laughs> um, long story short, I've literally tried pretty much every single style of fitness. Um, I started obviously working out when I was like eight years old from figure skating. With figure skaters, a typical workout looks like hit workouts, weightlifting. Point is to improve our on-ice performance. So we're doing a lot of cardiovascular exercises paired with like resistance training because when you're skating, you're literally using like every muscle in your body while simultaneously like doing cardio. It's so yeah. intense. So that was kind of how the exercise was when I was skating. But for me, I was growing a lot when I was really, really training. And I got Osgood Slaughter is in my knee and tendonitis in my ankles. And I got to a point where I couldn't do the off ice training that everyone else was doing. So my mom put me in bar when I was 15 and I fell in love with it. I was like too young to even take the class. There was like a whole special permission thing for it. But I loved bar so, so much. It was so fun. And the dancer in me was like thriving because I loved ballet. And so basically when I went to college, I continued to do, I, well, I like stopped skating. I slowed down a lot. So my knees and everything got a lot better. But then I went to college and started doing like weight training again. And I didn't have a car on campus. So I couldn't go to the pure bar by my college. So it was like too far. So I was doing like a lot of cardio, a lot of weightlifting stuff. And honestly, I was like loving it, but I kind of overdid it to an extreme. <laughs> so I was still having some knee stuff flare up and I moved to my apartment after my freshman year and I had a gym and I was going to the gym again. But then I started going to bar because I had a car and I like re-fell in love with bar and it was like the workout that I could really stick with and I like loved mm -hmm. like, it was so fun for me um and then in 2020 my friend invited me to become a fitness instructor for Pilates reformer Pilates and I was like okay I'm down and I hadn't really done it a lot but I started taking classes there and I was like what the heck this is so amazing like it's literally pairing resistance training with weight with like the low impact stuff that I live obsessed with and it was like my favorite style of exercise ever and I like was in love with it and then obviously COVID hit and all the studios closed so I was like shifted to teaching online mat pilates and online bar and I kind of like blended the two to make bar and mat pilates and I was like literally this is amazing so I stuck with it and I started doing a lot of walking and a lot of low impact stuff. And I just found my body really vibing with low impact exercise. So I think like, obviously there's a lot of stuff on social media that's like, what's better, weightlifting or Pilates? And my short answer is literally doing whatever your body feels the best doing and like what you have more fun doing. And you can do both. Like there's no one or the other. For me, I don't do a lot of weightlifting just because my body physically can't handle it, unfortunately. So I do reformer Pilates as my like weightlifting kind of fix, I guess. But yeah, that's like long story short, that's where how I got to where I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was excited to have this conversation because we both feel the same way when we talk about health and fitness. I'm like, I am a certified personal trainer. I myself lift and run and do cardio and like that's typically what I work with people on but at the end of the day I'm just somebody who like wants you to feel healthy and be healthy with what you do and that is like up to whatever makes you feel your best and what you can be consistent with so when it comes to Pilates like what is it about Pilates specifically that you think kind of hooked you to be that thing that you can be consistent with and that makes you feel your best I think for me 
I have like such a short attention span and Pilates like doesn't stop moving during class and it's perfect for me because my focus is like it's so meditative to me like I'm so just present and there's no like pauses so with like weightlifting for me like I kind of was finding I'd get like distracted when I would in between sets and Mm -hmm. I'd be like on my phone and I was like I don't know it's like is it really my vibe but then in Pilates it was like constantly moving and I was like this is literally perfect so I'm so focused and it's like always changing them like you can have a base move and then add like circles pulses all this other stuff to it and it's just like such a creative form of movement that for me it's like to the beat of music it's like with counts and it's just growing up like figure skating and being trained in like some ballet and stuff it's like oh my gosh like this is just ingrained in me so I think for me like that's why it works is like it's just blending all these different things that I've loved from figure skating with exercise yeah that's so cool that like is a really good way to describe it I have done reformer pilates a few times in my life never consistently but I actually went last week and it was like one of the best ones I had been to because it was somebody who like definitely focused a bit more like she made it feel like lifting a lot you know like because I think sometimes pilates is a lot of like the smaller lighter movements that like really burn and they work those small muscles but like this one felt like a full body lift on the performer and I was like like I felt like I just did a strength training workout but it like still challenges you in a bit of a different way as well so I like definitely enjoy Pilates it's never been what I do consistently but yeah get the vibe of it was your class Legree style um I'm not sure it was I I went to solid core okay yeah that's like more Legree style so there's like a bunch of different styles of Pilates and for me I'm not a huge fan of classical Pilates because I find like I don't know sometimes I don't feel like I am challenged enough and with like the Legree style it's so intense yeah and it's I like for me I like to work out and feel really challenged and sometimes I don't though like if I'm low energy I'm like I don't want to feel like super intense workouts right now but for on the days when I'm like I cycle sync so like in the my like follicular and ovulatory phase when I have like the most energy I'm like I want challenge I want to be dripping in sweat and for me it's like doing a super intense like some sort of resistance to my workout whether it's a booty band whether it's like luxury style pilates yeah yeah I, I know the only I think the only pilates I've done is luxury and it's like wild like I love it you 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 can't walk when you leave it like it's so good yeah well I think kind of the connotation around Pilates a little bit can be that it is like super like low impact but maybe easy in that way like not giving you that much resistance I'm the same way where it's like if I'm working I want to feel like I worked like I want it to be hard I want to leave being like you know like having that feeling that you like and so what like, are there any other kind of myths surrounding Pilates like that, that you feel like people kind of have about it or that you're often debunking? Okay, I would say the first one is that Pilates is too easy and it can't be like leveled up. And my short answer there is get a fabric resistance band off of Amazon (laughs) and use it during the abs and the like the glute moves and oh my gosh like it will completely level up the game for you and I always say like Pilates is one of those really cool things similar to weightlifting how you can always make it harder for yourself and that is literally adding resistance maybe that's ankle weights maybe that's a resistance Mm -hmm. band maybe 
you try adding sliders or like a Pilates ball. There's so many different equipment options you can add on, which is so fun. And I think the other thing too is like finding an instructor that you vibe with. Pilates is one of those things where it's called Pilates, but there's so many different types of Pilates and there's so many different styles of teaching. I have taken so many Pilates classes where I'm just like, I, if I, this is my first class, like I would never return again to Pilates. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't, I just didn't like it. And then I take someone else's class and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. So it's kind of shopping around and realizing that Pilates is not this like one size fits all thing. It's like so many different types of workouts within Pilates. So I think that, yeah, I think that's like the main myth. Um, And also the second myth is a big one about a lot of people ask me like, they like use like an Apple watch or a Fitbit and they're like, I'm not burning a lot of calories in my workouts. Is this, does that mean it's not effective? And my answer is it's still very effective. And just because you're not burning a lot of calories doesn't mean the workout isn't good. And it comes down to like, if you do like a reformer Pilates class, like I've taken some of the hardest classes of my life and I've made, I've worn a Fitbit and burned like 200 calories. And I can tell you that listening to my body, that workout was really Mm -hmm. freaking effective. Yeah. Cause that also doesn't account for like recovery calories burned and like, yeah, just your overall level of fitness being increased. And yeah, number one, we're not talking about calories, but like, yeah, you did burn more calories than 200 or whatever I said. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think like my answer is like, don't look at the calories you burn, listen to how your body's feeling. Yeah. Like if you're activating your muscles and you're feeling that, and if you feel like, cause I think, you know, you have a feeling after a workout, you can lift for an hour and a half, but you could be like, not actually exerting that much energy or challenging yourself. You'd be checking your phone and like, that's not very effective. Yeah. You know? and, and sometimes the hardest workouts aren't always the best ones for you. And like, this just comes down to, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cycle syncing at all. I was going to ask you, cause I know that you called um, the Pilates that you do like cycle syncing Pilates, or you said that you cycle sync. I'm very curious. I know about of it. it. I know that it's a thing. I, <laughs> I don't know. Any I've been meaning to ask Carolina more. I want her to come back on our podcast and talk about it a lot since I know that she has a lot of education. But give us, give well. us the rundown and especially how that, you, I know your program is cycle syncing Pilates. So uh, how do so- those work together? Okay, basically to keep it concise enough to like where it's not too much information, it's all about listening to your energy levels. And it's like energy levels paired with hormone levels. So as women, our hormones, we go, so basically men go through a 24-hour cycle with their hormones. Women go through between, I don't know, like 28 to 30 days, whatever, like every single woman's cycle is a different length, but we have our cycle over a course of a month. And within the cycle, we have four different phases. And this is, so if you're on like birth control, like a hormonal hormonal birth control, it does affect the um, typical like cycle that a woman goes through just because you're not ovulating if you're doing a hormonal birth control. So, but the typical ones that you go through are menstrual, which is when when you're on your period. And then after that, you have your follicular, which is when, so period, you're like zero energy. You're so tired, all this stuff. As you enter follicular, your hormones start to increase again. You're getting more energy. You're feeling like feeling good again. And then you hit ovulatory, which is like a couple days when you ovulate, which is when you like release the egg and that's when you can get pregnant. And you're like at your peak, you feel so good, so confident. You're like peak energy levels, feeling great. 
And then you hit your longest phase of your cycle, which is the luteal phase. And you're going to feel your hormones start to slowly go down. Maybe you have a lot of energy at the start of it, but as you enter the end of it, like the week before your period, you're like, oh my gosh, maybe mood swings. Maybe you, Mm -hmm. I personally am like my week before my period, I am so in my head. I have no energy. I'm just like not a great version of myself. And then I hit the menstrual and then it repeats. So basically the whole point of cycle syncing is you can cycle sync your workouts. You can cycle sync your nutrition. You can cycle sync your work. But I personally, my studio focus on the fitness level of it. So doing workouts to match the energy levels that you're experiencing during each of the phases. So in my studio, I'll have phase one, menstrual phase, super easy, not easy, super chill, slower paced workouts that are more stretching based, not super hard on your body, because when you're in your period, you should not be doing super intense workouts, going to increase your cortisol levels, because your body's already doing so much with your period. Um, And then as you go into the follicular phase, the workouts are a lot more cardio based. Um, During the follicular and ovulatory phases, doing cardio is like amazing and then in the luteal phase it goes more into resistance training is awesome so increasing resistance all that jazz slowing down the cardio and then obviously if you need to enter more to stretches the week before your period just listening to your body and whatever feels right so that's the whole point of it and it's like really empowering and cool to really get so in tune with how your body's feeling and working with it not against it that's like my literal mindset for everything so yeah, like yesterday, I literally did, I went on a walk. Or no, this morning, I went on a walk, and I'm on my period right now, and I was, like, dying. I was so tired, and I was like, I'm just going to lay in bed for the rest of the day, and that's fine. So, yeah, it's like a little rundown on it. Yeah. Working with your body, not against it. I'm like, I say that, too. I feel like we say so many of the same things. I love it. I love it's it. so good. I love it. But that's, it's all so interesting to me. I definitely want to learn more about it, because I, I notice so much, like, correlation between, like, how I'm feeling and my confidence and my energy levels, like with my period as well. I feel like the past like six months or so, I've been like really making those connections of like, oh, I start to feel like really puffy and like literally like feel ugly and like the week before my period. And then I get super moody and I'm like, it's the same shit repeating every time. So I'm like, how do I work with that and not let it kind of like take over me? It's a, it's actually really cool. Cause you can also cycle sync with food as well. So like certain phases you should be eating certain types of food to like I I'm not the most knowledgeable in the food area of it but like my friend Maddie Miles she is literally so like she researches this stuff like she I don't think she's a doctor she might be a doctor but if you guys should look her up she has a ton of resources on like different foods to eat during your cycle (laughs) and um different workouts to do and like a lot of really great like educational resources for it but it's cycle singing is really cool. And I got into it because I love being intuitive with things. Yeah. And it's been like, I just feel super in touch with myself now. And I think that was like a huge part of my healing journey too, was cycle syncing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's definitely empowering to feel. It's just like one more way to feel aligned with yourself, which at the end yeah. of the day, I think is like the way mm-hmm. that you're going to feel your best and healthiest and like, just be your best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My favorite question that I like to ask every guest is, what would be like your perfect ideal day or what's your like or what's like a typical ideal, day, typical, like a day, typical day daily okay. routine before i tell you guys this i have to share i found on my old computer on my photo booth a recording of myself when i was like 12 years old describing my perfect day i was the, i would think it was a wait prom. can we hear both 
Yeah, we need to hear gosh. like the contrast in the group. Okay, yes, it was it was for like an advertisement that I was trying to I was applying to be in, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and I was not selected. But my perfect <laughs> day, I lived in Texas at the time and it had a southern accent, and I was like, my perfect day. Oh my god! Beach and drinking my hot chocolate. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was, but honestly, my perfect day is kind of similar. Still, it was like go to the beach, get hot chocolate, hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm eat a lot of ice cream that was like my perfect day in the video yeah. was so funny but I hot chocolate on the beach that's like so conflicting but I love it I know I know I've always been a hot chocolate I mean why not girl I, I don't know why like I I've always been like that but I think my perfect day would be having a slow morning um going to the beach <laughs> and exploring um and just I, I definitely get like an acai bowl um probably doing some sort of movement like walking or pilates with friends um reading a book mm -hmm. i love reading fiction right now so reading me reading too oh so good i love me it too. it's such like a because i feel like i work hard and my brain is turned on for so much of everything else i do in life i'm like i just need a fiction book yes. at some point in the day i just need to check out <laughs> I I'm reading Book Lovers by oh my gosh is that on Emily oh, Henry like stop are you serious <laughs> why are we the same no because it's literally on my couch right now they're like <laughs> dude what are they I actually on? know like I I can't lie like this is my roommate she's reading it but I did read it recently we kind of have like a book rotation <laughs> yeah I read like her other two like beach read and mm -hmm. the one I can't remember the other one was but I'm on like Book Lovers yeah. right now yeah. and I'm I'm loving it. I think I've read this. No, actually, I haven't read it. I started it because it's my roommate. So I started the chapter of it, but now she's reading it. So I'll have to read it after if it's good. But I read yeah. Beach Read by her. It's like essentially all of her books are very similar plots. And it I'm seemed like, like it. it. It's all like authors falling in love. <laughs> yeah, it's all authors It's like falling authors in falling in love. I read Beach Read. I know I have. They're like I just read, two um, others. I read, okay, recently I read Every Summer After and Love in Other Words. Those are the two that I have out that I just Ooh. finished. They're both pretty good. I love it. But yeah, I think like reading a fiction book always hits different, especially at night with like a candle next to the bed, <laughs> like a salt yes. lamp. It's the little things. And then um, I think also my perfect day would be cuddling with my dog and my boyfriend because I like to cuddle. <laughs> and watch that part I can't relate to. But like <laughs> everything else, we're super, we're right there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, honestly, just like a simple day. That's mm -hmm. like the perfect yeah. day. Slow day. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you that for nice. hanging out with us and oh those past two episodes. Yeah, guys, reminder, um, if this is the first episode that you are listening of us and Callie, we just recorded one on her podcast, Healthy But Human, and that'll be linked below if you want to go click over and check out that episode and her podcast in general, general, as well as just check her out. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at I'm sweaty and I know it. My YouTube channel is Kelly Jardine and my Pilates studio is Sweaty Studio. Yay. And if you are coming from Kelly's podcast, we hope you enjoyed this episode and follow our show and stick around as well. Yes. We're happy yes. to have you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. And see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. 
You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.